Welcome to the Cornerstone Vineyard Weekly Message Podcast. We are enthusiastic about all ages pursuing, experiencing, and having an authentic relationship with Jesus, others, and our community. Join us as we open God's Word and seek His direction in our lives. Proverbs chapter 6. Okay, Proverbs chapter 6, that's where we're going to be. Uh, again, we are you on, live on the YouVersion Bible app, so if you search uh, for Cornerstone Vineyard in the events section of that app, you'll find our notes and scriptures and all that kind of stuff for you there as well. All right, and so uh, with all of that, all right, to get us started today, uh, as you know, we usually start with like an opening thought or those kind of things, and so today uh, I have a question for you, all right, and if you're at home, uh, you got to actually raise your hand on this question. How many of you out there, right, if you're in the room today, we have a few people here prepping for next week, this morning, if you're out there, uh, how many of you like, ready, the Avengers? Anybody like the Avengers? Anybody the Avengers fan? Only a couple people in the room. I think there's probably more of you out there, your Avengers fans. Uh, my son, Elijah, and I, we got into them in the last couple years. We love, 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 love the Avengers. All right. And so uh, this week, I actually found a meme of Thor that, uh, that I wanted to show you this morning. So this is the meme of Thor. All right. Look at this. If, anybody... Anybody recognize that one right there, right? Before quarantine, after quarantine, right? Of course, that second picture uh, is from uh, Avengers Endgame, right? When uh, Thor kind of has this big gut and he's just eating all his food, all that kind of stuff, right? Um, so how many of you, here's a, here's a question, right? How many of you feel like that after the next, the last 10 weeks, right? Anybody, I've talked, yeah, a couple people in the room. Uh, I've talked to a couple people that are a little worried about what the scale is going to say after all this is done, right? Uh, that kind of thing. I also found another meme this morning, uh, kind of gross. Ready? Here's the next one. Before, yeah. Any ladies out there want to admit the fact that you have only shaved just recently in the last couple of weeks, right? My wife said, look, I really did shave. That's what she, she told me. But her legs kind of looked like, no, they didn't look like that at all. All right. She hates me now, right? She hates me. All right. So, all right. Now, so keep those images in mind, all right, to, to kind of start us off in the morning beyond just to give you a smile, maybe make you cringe just a little bit. Um, I actually use those memes today to introduce us into our topic for the day, which is ready? Here we go. Laziness. We're going to talk about laziness, which I think we all would agree that, uh, that it either has been at times or for the entirety of this quarantine pretty easy to press into, hasn't it? I know it has for, for me. Uh, whether that's staying in our sweatpants all day, not showering for multiple days. I think at one point I put something on the group Facebook page and somebody like, what was the longest you've got? I think somebody said a week they went without showering. Uh, binging a whole series on Netflix uh, in one day, which by the way, why does Netflix ask me if I'm still watching? Right? Of course I'm still watching Netflix, all right? Actually, in full disclosure, uh, for me personally, the beginning of this quarantine was, uh, was, I was really busy, right? We had to try to figure out how to get all the church stuff online and what were we doing for kids and students and groups and all those kind of things, and I was working a lot. But then, after about like maybe the first three or four weeks, um, I entered what I considered this week as I was pondering that, a lazy period, where um, I, I, when I got done with my church stuff for the day, all right, um, my family and I, we would like watch like a movie every night or we would like watch several episodes as of one show. We were watching The Good Doctor for a while. We watched like five or six episodes of The Good Doctor, things like that. And so I was like, I was in this place where uh, for several weeks we were just zoned like in front of the TV for like three or four hours, five hours, whatever it may be. 
Now, Leah and my kids, they were much better than me. They were uh, doing puzzles, and they were uh, figuring out coloring stuff and coming up with a bunch of activities. But for me, what I did, uh, because I was working so much at the beginning, I just began to sink farther and farther and farther into my couch. I'm sure that's probably some of your experience as well. And it's actually only been in the last maybe three or four weeks that I've kind of started to come out of that. And Lee and I, we've kind of uh, ju- jumped feet first into house projects right now. And uh, I was cleaning the gutters. Uh, yesterday, I-, I power washed the house for like six hours. Uh, we were actually prepping for 10 tons of rock to be laid at our house, which we did this weekend as well. Uh, so needless to say, I need a nap and some ibuprofen, all right? Um, they're, they're really sore. And so uh, it's been really cool because I-, I will tell you that after the last couple of weeks, I honestly, and this is honestly, I honestly feel better than when I was in my lazy time. Even though I'm a little sore, I feel better. And the reason I feel better is because, folks, the reality is, is that you and I are not meant for lazy living. We are not meant for lazy living. We're not. Take a look at a couple of verses. Ecclesiastes 9.10 says, whatever your hand finds to do, look at this, do it with all your might. That doesn't suggest laziness. Ephesians 5, 15 and 16 says, Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity. Making the most means don't let them pass by. Don't be lazy. And then Proverbs 12, 24, Diligent hands will rule, but lazy, laziness ends in slave labor. We are not meant for lazy living, but diligence. Diligence is more of what we're called to. So what I wanted you to do is I want you to hold that thought. Okay, we're in a series that we started the last couple weeks here at Cornerstone called Breakthrough, Avoiding What's Simply Permissible and Living Free. And what we've been doing in this series is we've been um, discussing and talking about uh, six of the seven of what have known as the seven deadly sins, right? And so the first week we looked at uh, anger and wrath. The second week, my brother was here last week, and which, by the way, uh, again, I am the better-looking twin. Sorry, Mike, you're out there, I know. Uh, but he was here last week. He talked about greed for us, right? And so this week, we're going to talk about laziness, and we're going to talk about seeing breakthrough, right? Seeing breakthrough, uh, living free from a lifestyle of laziness, all right? And to do so, we're going to take a look at a chunk of Scripture from Proverbs chapter 6, And now, I will uh, say, before we look at the scripture, I love the book of Proverbs, right? Um, Because the book of Proverbs, if you've you've never read the book of Proverbs, read the book of Proverbs, right? Uh, First of all, there's 31 chapters, which means you can read one chapter a day for the corresponding month, right? Day of the month, which is kind of a cool practice. But uh, Proverbs has these really cool one-liners, right? Uh, And so I always say that, like, Proverbs is the best tweetable book of the Bible, right? It's super cool. So uh, I'm super, super excited to be sharing out of the book of Proverbs today. And so uh, we're going to look at chapter 6, just a couple couple of verses from chapter 6, all right, and uh, we're actually going to start in verse 6 of chapter 6. It says this. It says, go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider its ways and be wise. It has no commander, no overseer or ruler, yet it stores its provisions in summer and gathers its food at harvest. How long will you lie there, you sluggard? When will you get up from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands, and poverty will come on you like a thief, and scarcity like an armed man. So the title of our talk today is Laziness, If There's No Work, There's No Benefit. And we're going to dive deep into that today and explore why dodging laziness uh, and why dodging uh, lazy living is crucial and important for us to not, not just think about, 
but to actually live out in our life. But before we do that, I want to pray, and then I'll give you a couple things to think about. All right, so let's pray together. So God, we, um, we thank you this morning that we're able to come together and to worship you. Even though, God, we're still, so many of us are scattered around our region, God, we're together uh, while we're apart. And God, we're grateful that we get to be back together again next week. But Lord, we pray that um, as uh, we continue to worship you, God, as we continue to um, press into this text today from the book of Proverbs, God, that you would, um, you would do something supernatural inside of us, God, that, that we can't manufacture on our own, God, that you would make our hearts, our souls, our, our minds sticky and supernatural things would stick to us, that we would be like Jesus in this. God, you would change us, teach us. God, if I just stand up here and talk for a while, I don't know if it's going to be a whole lot of worth, but God, if you speak to us and you change us from the inside, uh, it'll be much more beneficial. So we want to honor, honor this time, and so we give it to you, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, we have one point today. All right, if you want to take some notes, you can write this down. Uh, point one is this. We should dodge lazy living because, number one, we're designed for regular and rhythmic wins, quote-unquote. Okay, now that might not make any sense to you, so let me kind of unpack that. Okay, we're designed for regular and rhythmic wins. Back in the text, it says in, in verse 9, it says, how, how long will you lie there, you sluggard? And then I underline this, when will you get up from your sleep? And, and as I was studying this text this week, um, I noticed that word, when. When will you get up? And it was like it was like staring at me in the face when I was sitting down and I was studying. When will you get up? And so this kind of started my train of thought down for our teaching for today is, folks, the truth is, and I think you know this, I, I know this, but we are designed by God to do stuff. We are designed by God to do stuff. Like the ant, as it talks about, which we're going to look at in just a second, it talks about at the beginning, we are designed by God to press into work. To what I'm going to call today rhythmic and regular wins. It says in verse 6 and 7, it says, Go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider its ways and be wise. It has no commander, no overseer or ruler, yet it stores its provisions in summer and gathers its food at harvest. So yet, yet it stores. So it, it, it doesn't have all this other stuff, but yet it stores and gathers. You know what that means? You, if, can I tell you the biblical way of uh, looking at that? It works. The ant works right? It's not lazy. Actually, and if you don't know this, I looked it up this week, and you might know a little bit about it, because maybe when you were in grade school or something, but an ant, by the way, can lift 20 times its own body weight. Like, look at this picture right there. Like, that's an apple, I think, right? That's an apple. And, and, uh, and so, like, I'm, I'm kind of like the ant. Like, I can lift 20, pound, 20 times my weight, too. No, I really can't do that. All right? But, man, that is incredible, right? That is incredible, See, an ant is a worker. And the text tells us, right, in that book of Proverbs, it says, consider the ant's ways and be wise and be like that. Do the same. Don't press into lazy living. Press into doing stuff. Regular wins. Get up and do that stuff. And then if we add to that, right, if we add to that, uh, and this might be a brand new thought for some of you this morning, uh, but see, God's been doing, God's been his design from the very beginning of time has been for us to be this way. It says in Genesis 2, 15, it says, The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden, look at this, to work it and take care of it. 
So God, from the beginning, and what I always imagine in my head like, uh, was like paradise in the Garden of Eden, right? Um, be- before even sin entered the world, right, uh, God plopped Adam there to what? To work. So, so no, it wasn't to kick back, put his feet up, and, and, and get fat eating fruit all day with his main squeeze Eve, right? wasn't that. It was to work. And I came to that conclusion a few years ago, and that was, it, that was like transformational for me. The reality is, is that in the Garden of Eden of Paradise, God still put Adam there to work. By doing that, that's significant. It means something to us. It has meaning to you and me. It's why, by the way, if, uh, and some of you are watching or here this morning, you, you kind of, you might be in this place in life. It's why retired people, like if they retire, you, you know what most retired people start doing? They start working. Right? They start working because they, they have this time off and it's good for maybe a month or two or whatever. And they're like, I'm going crazy, right? And, and the reason is, is because it's part of the human condition. It's designed by God for us to be this way, for us to work. Not meant for lazy living. And there's actually this verse in 2 Thessalonians 3.10. It says, the one who is unwilling to work shall not eat. That's pretty poignant. See, we're not meant for lazy living. It's even in that text right there. Because I think we all need to eat every day, don't we? And so if, if we need to eat every day, which means we then need to work every day. That's something. Doesn't mean we've got to work 40 hours a week, but we've got to do something. Now, I do want to be clear this morning, have a little bit of a caveat this morning. Um, there is a design, right? I'm, don't come away from this morning thinking, oh, Pastor Matt's just telling me we've got to kill ourselves and just work to the bone and burn the candle at both ends. I'm not saying that that's what we've got to do this morning because there is a design by God for a regular rhythm of rest, right? So, for example, sleep. God has designed us to sleep, right? Which we're supposed to be getting seven to nine hours of sleep a day, by the way, not four, Right? And then, of course, of Sabbath, right, one day a week, a 24-hour period where we literally don't work, which, by the way, God did that, right? And then when he created uh, the, the world, right, he took six days to do it, and seventh day he took a rest. If it's good for God, it should be good for us. And then, um, for me personally, I don't know about you, but I need a regular rhythm of about three or four months, a seven to ten-day vacation where I don't go to my job, right? I don't work, um, but beyond that, the other 290-plus days, right? I did the math, right? It was about 290-plus days. I need to work. I need to work. And, and I think it's because God put it in me. He put it in you. I was actually thinking this week, uh, there have been a couple of times where, where Lee and I will be on vacation. And again, I, I don't really want the vacation to end because whoever wants vacation to end, right? That kind of thing. But, but um, you know, like the reality is, is like we've, we've gone to the pool a gazillion times. My kids love to swim. They're like water bugs. They've swam like a gazillion times, right? And we've, we've seen what we came to see. We've done what we came to do. And yet we still have like maybe another 24, 48, 48 hours. And there's a part of me, there's a small part of me that's ready to go back to work. You ever been there? You know, why you're, you know why that happens in me? You know why that happens in you? It's because, again, God's placed it in you like Adam, placed it in me like Adam to have a purpose for work. To have a when, if you will. Now, here's the truth of it all. We can ignore that. 
We, we, we can't ignore that. We can press into laziness because we all can. We all do sometimes. But when we press into, right, remember that this is a, we're studying the deadly sins, right? When we press into this deadly sin, the text tells us today that we're asking for trouble. It says in 10, verses 10 and 11 of our text, it says, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and then here we go, and poverty will come on you like a thief, And then also later in the book of Proverbs, chapter 10, it says, Lazy hands make a man poor, but diligent hands bring wealth. So I get it. The temptation to be lazy is real. It's in me. It's in you. But folks, the reality is so is the inevitability of negativity that comes with it. It's inevitable. It's the reason we're talking about this today because I don't know about you, but it can be easy for me. I think most of us agree it's probably easy for us. I need, I think we need a breakthrough often with this in life so that we can avoid what's simply permissible and live free, which is what our series is about. Lazy living is not our design. Now, I want to take some time for the rest of our time together and mention here that I know I've kind of focused mostly on kind of the when of like work, like a job, right? And I do think that that applies, but I do think that it applies to a bunch of areas of our life as well. Um, And so I want to give you a list today, and and so you might want to jot these down. Uh, I don't have them on the screen for you, But, but here you go. Here's the first one. I think this applies relationally, right? Friendships, our marriages, not getting lazy with those relationships, especially in the covenant of marriage, which, by the way, um, how many of you know that marriages work, right? And the ones who don't view marriage as work, by the way, are the ones that can be in disastrous marriages. At least that's been my experience. I actually got a friend of mine uh, who I'd say, and actually I think after I've talked to him over the last couple months, he would say as well that over the past couple years, he got really lazy in his marriage. He was really focused on his job and his kids and uh, not so much his wife. And even when she actually communicated, hey, I really need you to, to really press into to being, being more available for me. And so just in the last couple months, she came to him and said, I'm done. She's, she's gone. She's leaving. And I, and I keep praying that, that God will restore them and, and do great things, but things aren't very, looking very good right now. And it's because he was getting lazy, and he would admit that now with his marriage. So I think it applies relationally um, as the list goes on. I think this also applies to areas like our physical health, right? Um, If we want to be physically healthy, folks, we have to press into eating well and exercising, which doesn't actually, if you've ever, ever tried to eat healthy, by the way, it's not easy. It's work, right? Working out is work. I think this also applies financially, um, which, by the way, I'm going to get a little bit of a soapbox on a couple of these, and this is one of them, so I'm just going to warn you now. Okay, um, so uh, there was some chuckling in the room. They're a little, little nervous, nervous chuckling there. Um, so this, this applies financially, folks. This applies financially to not get lazy, actually making and living in a, ready, budget. To live in a budget so that what you know if you do or you do not have the money. And so if you don't have the money, guess what? You go, ready? You don't spend it. Ta-da! Right? 
I think we, we live in a culture where so much of it is I want it right now and I'm going to get it right now. And then we get lazy with our budget and so then we're in financial trouble. The, the scripture says that if we get lazy, we're gonna, there's going to be trouble. Mm, next one I'm going to get on a soapbox in parenting. Folks, if we want kids who are not complete monsters, I almost called them turds. Um, If we want kids that are not complete monsters, right, where they're not throwing fits all the time or making really, really horrible decisions when they're teenagers, guess what? We gotta go to work at our parenting. We can't just, it's not gonna happen by osmosis. We can't get lazy, right? If you're out there and you're a parent, how many of you know that it's work? Just like a marriage, parenting is. The list continues, just a couple more. Uh, Maybe this includes uh, things like projects at our house or in our car. Actually caring for the things that God has given to you, don't letting letting them just deteriorate. And of course, this applies spiritually, folks. This applies so much spiritually. We cannot get lazy spiritually. I've been so worried about us getting spiritually lazy in in this time of coronavirus and quarantine. It's been the thing that has kept me up at certain nights that we would just drift spiritually. But Romans 12, 11 says, never be lacking in zeal. I love that. Part of that's me, right? I don't, like, I don't like to lack in zeal. Never be lacking in zeal. But listen, this is the important part. But keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. And so, folks, if we haven't cracked open our Bible all year, if we haven't cracked open our Bible in years, if we can't remember the last time we prayed or worshiped God, the truth is that could be an indication of spiritual laziness creeping into our lives. Maybe taking over. And here's the reality. I'm going to be honest with you this morning. If that's, if that's where we are, then we are going to reap negativity. Trouble's going to come our way. And so thinking about all of those things on that list, I think there's a need. I, think, I hope you would agree this morning as I went through them. There is a need to see breakthrough with laziness, finding some freedom in the midst of this. Maybe for you, that list, uh, there was something that, as I said that, that kind of stung a little bit. And can I just be honest with you? I, I think that's okay. I think it's okay if there's something there that stings. I, that's, where, that's where significant, I, I know that that's where God needs to do some surgery inside of my soul sometimes. Maybe there was a couple of them that kind of stung. I was thinking about my own life. I have had season, folks, seasons where I have been lazy as a parent. My kids sometimes know, they're like, well, go ask dad. He'll just say, whatever, I don't care because I've been there. There was a long season of my life where I was physically lazy with my life. My motto was, I'll eat what I want and die happy. And then I already mentioned this morning my stint of lazy Netflix binging every single night. And so, folks, I don't know about you, but I think I can sometimes fall into this really easily, sometimes intentionally, sometimes unintentionally, but I think it's something I need to evaluate. I think we need to evaluate regularly. we looked at today, we are not meant for lazy living. We're designed by God for regular and rhythmic wins, to get up and do stuff. That's why he put Adam in the garden. So, as we get ready to close this, how you doing? How you doing? How are you, how am I doing? How are we doing today, right now, in general? Like, how are we doing with this thing? With that list, maybe other things that are, I didn't even mention this morning. How are you doing? 
I think those are some really great things to consider. Like, there were some things that were really kind of challenging me this week as I was putting together the teaching. Actually, I want to leave you with that this morning. I want you to consider this morning how you're doing when it comes to this sin, because it is sin of laziness. How are you doing? Relationally, physically, financially, spiritually. I think there's some good things to consider this morning. Thanks for joining us this week. We pray that you are challenged and blessed by this message and that you find application for it in your life as God leads you through this week. For more information about us, please visit our website at cornerstonevineyard.church.